Hey everybody, welcome back to another episode of the Uncomfortable for Christ podcast. Again, my name is Aswin Johnson, and I am so glad that you stopped by again. You know, we've done uh, two podcasts now, and you all have been sending me comments. You all have been uh, reaching out, going to my website and, and leaving us an email, and I so appreciate it. Thank you so much. That is so encouraging for me. Thank you. Uh, You know, today's episode is fun for me. Uh, The title of today's episode is Get Uncomfortable and Fire Your Boss, right? Wouldn't it be cool if you could fire your boss? (laughs) You know, I'm excited about this. Um, Stick with me and and you'll see where I'm going at with this. You know, I remember uh, my very first job was working at McDonald's, which, you know, that's not um, out of the ordinary. A lot of lot of young people, their first job is, you know, working in fast food. And so mine was McDonald's and Gosh, I'm going to date myself here, but, you know, I was making like $3 and I don't know, 80 cent <laughs> and I was happy to get it. Trust me. Uh, so I was I was working at McDonald's and I had been there um, for a couple years now, been working there. For, I worked there for about two years and we had this new manager and he wasn't like the uh the general manager of the store, like the head manager, but he was one of the, you know, one of the managers of the store. And I thought he was a kind of a weird guy, but he was, you know, he was an okay guy. And, um, you know, a lot of people used to kind of pick on him a little bit because he was, you know, vertically challenged. (laughs) He was, he was real short. Uh, So people kind of, you know, picked on him, you know, sometimes and, and made little jokes, but you know, I, I didn't, you know, uh, the way I was raised, the way I was taught, um, you show those who are in authority respect. And so that's what I did. I always showed him respect. His name was, I think his name was Jim, I think. And so I always showed Jim respect. He was the manager. If he asked me to do something, I would do it. Now, at McDonald's at that time, you know, it's not like McDonald's now. Now uh, they make everything to order. But at that time when I was working there, everything was true fast food. The burgers were already made and you came in and you ordered a quarter pounder and they would give it to you and you were gone. It it truly was uh, fast food. So I worked as as a cook and because because McDonald's had, you know, truly fast food, everything was already pre-made. So McDonald's had this, what they called a bin. It was a big uh, bin that all the burgers go and they'd slide down from the top and, you know, gravity would drag them down. And uh, then the people who worked on the front counter would grab a burger and then sell it to a customer. So because you had a bin, you had to have a bin manager. So the bin manager's job was to keep track of the bin. And so they would tell me the cook as when we're low on cheeseburgers, we're low on quarter pounders. And then they would tell me how many to make. 
Now, typically you made 12 cheeseburgers and like six quarter pounders and four Big Macs. Yeah, so that's typically like what they would keep, you know, always in the bin. Those were the numbers uh, that they would keep. But sometimes you'd get a rush. So like a bus would pull up and the bin manager would tell you, hey, you know, make this many. Um, and then you had times when it was really slow. And so a good bin manager would cut back, you know, on even the usual uh, quantities uh, that you would, you know, keep in the bin. Anyway, let's skip ahead. So bin manager uh, tells me to make six quarter pounders, the usual. Well, all of a sudden the lobby, I don't know where these people came from, but they come from everywhere. You know, I, it, it must have been a bus or something that pulled up. And I remember they were like all my age. They were like teenagers and stuff. And so they pull up and the bin manager's like, Aswin, we got to rush. I need, you know, the usual six quarter pounders. But now he wanted 12. So, okay. The bin manager said to make uh, 12 quarter pounders. So... I go and I make them and they sell like right away. So the bin manager says, Aswin, make another 12. So I make another 12 and they sell like right away. Well, all of a sudden here comes Jim. So Jim's the manager on this particular shift and he sees me making another 12 quarter pounders. He says, Aswin, why are you making 12 quarter pounders? I said, Jim, um, the lobby's like full of people, man. And besides the bin manager, that guy standing right there, he he told me to make 12. We've been we've been really selling them. She says, no, as when you never make 12 quarter pounders at one time. You only make six at a time. I said, okay, Jim, I'll, I'll make six. So he leaves out. I make six. Now the bin manager says, Aswin, why'd you only make six? So I tell him, I said, listen, Jim told me just to make six at a time. So the bin manager says, Aswin, I've already got them sold, man. They're calling for them. Make me 12. So I make them 12 and I could hear um, the people who were cashiers, they were saying, hey, we need more quarter pounders. We need more quarter pounders. Must have been McDonald's was like running a special or something on quarter pounders. So I I put out another 12 buns and I start making 12 quarter pounders. Jim walks back in the room. He sees me making 12 quarter pounders and he gets furious. He gets furious. This is the guy who I've always showed respect to. I haven't participated in the jokes that were going around about him. And he is furious at me. And he starts to yell at me. And he's yelling so loud that a hush comes over the crowd that's in the lobby. And he points at me and, and, and let me say this at this time, you know, I'm 16 years old. 
Uh, I was on the football team. I was lifting weights, you know. <laughs> I thought I was was pretty cool. And here's this guy who is significantly shorter and smaller than me. And he's pointing up at me and he's yelling at me. And he tells me this. And like I said, there was a hush over the, uh, you know, over everybody in the lobby because they were listening. So Jim points at me and he says, do what you're told or go home. And I was embarrassed and I kind of lost it. I'm a little embarrassed to admit it, but I was going to hurt Jim. <laughs> and Jim was on one side of, of this huge uh, prep table and I was on the other and I start running after Jim and Jim takes off running and I'll never forget it. I grabbed this cup because, and I can't even believe to this day that I was actually that mad that I was going to do this, but I was, I grabbed this cup and you know, McDonald's has these French fry fryers and they're filled with hot oil. And I took this, it was a, it was a metal cup. I took this cup and I scooped up hot, steaming, boiling, 375 degree oil. And I was gonna throw it on Jim. And I'll never forget this. As soon as I was gonna throw that oil, that hot oil on Jim, a man grabbed me. He grabbed me and held me tight. Now, I'd never seen this man before. And I remembered he whispered in my ear. He said, it's not worth it. Don't do it. It's not worth it. Don't do it. And I totally calmed down. I totally calmed down. Jim ran into the office and I grabbed my stuff and I just left out the door and I quit. And you know, to this day, I have no idea who that man was. I had never seen him before. Granted, I had worked at McDonald's for two years then. He was not on the shift I was on. He, he had on a McDonald's uniform, he had on a hat, he had on everything I had on, but I had never seen him before. And you know, as I think about it, I wonder, where did he come from? Was that an angel? What, whoever he was, he saved me from making a really bad mistake that really could have cost me my future and really could have scarred and hurt Jim very badly. So listen, I wanted to tell that story and I wanted to talk to you because I'm sure if you've worked for any amount of time, you've had some frustrations at work. And so today I want you to get uncomfortable and fire your boss. You know, I was looking at a at a Gallup poll and they said that, you know, 57 percent of people who quit their jobs, they quit because of bad managers. 
So not the company. They're not mad at the company. But they quit because they've had, you know, some bad manager working there. You know, kind of like uh, Jim. So when I was thinking about that, you know, I want to give you some advice. And my advice, if you've had a bad manager, is to fire your manager, to fire your boss. If you have a good boss, my advice is to fire your boss. Today, I want you to get uncomfortable and fire your boss. So you're, you're probably wondering, Aswin, what are you talking about? <laughs> well, listen, let's look at the Bible. The Bible says this in Colossians uh, chapter 3, uh, and this is verse 23 and 24. It says, whatever you do, work at it with all your heart. And here's the key. As working for the Lord, not for human masters. Verse 24 says, since you know that you will receive an inheritance from the Lord as a reward, it is the Lord Christ you are serving. Man, what a powerful, what a powerful scripture. You know, that scripture tells us, it says, whatever you do for work. So whether you work at McDonald's, whether you work uh, as a firefighter, whether you work as a nurse, uh, whether you work as a custodian, whatever you do, it says, whatever you do, work with all your heart as working for the Lord and not for human masters, right? Work for the Lord. When you go into that job, you work for the Lord. You work for the Lord. And so wh why do you work for the Lord? You work for the Lord because it's the Lord who really is in charge of everything. It's really the Lord who is our boss, right? The Bible says in uh, Psalms 24, it says, the earth is the Lord's and the fullness thereof, the world and they that dwell therein. So that scripture says that everything, the earth, everything that belongs to the Lord, and so that means even your job, even everything you have, it all belongs to the Lord. And that means that God's in charge ultimately. And that means even though we have human bosses, we are to work as unto the Lord. That's how we're supposed to work as unto the Lord. And so what I wanted to do as we go further is I wanted to tell you how to do that. I want to lay out for you a few steps how you can work as unto the Lord and, a, and in essence, fire your boss. Right now, let me be clear. I'm not telling you to go into work tomorrow and look at Mr. Jones or look at Mrs. Smith and say, you're fired. <laughs> you know, don't do that don't do that. When I talk about firing your boss, what I want you to do is realize that ultimately you work for God. It's God who gives you the strength and the ability. 
It's God who made your brain, who made your body that allows you to even work. And so I want you to 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 realize that it's God who really is in charge. And it's also God who's watching what you do. And so the I want to lay out a couple steps real quick before our time's up. The first step is to commit your time to the Lord. So that eight hours that you have to work, that four hours that you have to work, whatever it is, commit that time to the Lord. And the way you do that is through prayer. Always pray before you go into your job. Pray and ask God to help you work as unto him. Pray and ask God to help you have an attitude about work that pleases him. You know, we can complain and complain and complain, you know, but there's some people who don't have jobs. There's some people because of illnesses and disabilities that aren't even able to work. So what I want you to do is to commit your time to the Lord. Go to God in prayer. Pray about your job. Pray about the activities that you have to get done. If you'll do that, and commit your time to the Lord, trust me, you're going to see work much differently. Uh, the second thing, uh, another step, how we can work onto the Lord is to remember that you represent Christ. Remember that's who you represent. People are watching you. Trust me. Remember that you represent Christ. Remember, that you're an ambassador for Christ. You know, the Bible says in 2 Corinthians 5 and 20, it says, it says, we are therefore Christ ambassadors as though God were making his appeal through us, right? We're his ambassadors. And, and the Bible says, as though God were making his appeal to others through us. Remember that you represent Christ. So when you're tempted to have a bad attitude, when you're tempted to curse, when you're tempted to throw hot grease on Jim, don't do it because you represent Christ and people are watching your life. You have the light of Christ in you and people are looking at your light. The third step that I want to leave you with is look for opportunities to minister and be a blessing to others. So while you're at work, I know you've got to get stuff done. I know you have to do this and do all of those things, but look for opportunities to minister. You know, when you pick up the phone, put a smile on your face when you say hello, uh, Aswin Johnson Technologies. It's not a real company, but put a smile on your face. You never know what that person on the other line could be going through. Even with your coworkers, be kind to your coworkers, right? Don't get caught up into workplace gossip. Man, I, I wish I had time. I tell you, <laughs> another story of when I did, but don't get caught up into workplace gossip, right? Look for opportunities to minister. God's got you there for a purpose. There may be someone that's going through a divorce that you could help. There may be someone who 
has just been diagnosed with a serious illness and God has you there to pray for them. You've got to look for these opportunities. You ask God to show you these opportunities because God wants you to minister, not just get your work done, but God wants you to be his ambassador at that job. Now, our the fourth step, and I'm going to have to stop because our time's almost up. The fourth step is to display the fruits of the spirit. Display those. Display the fruits of the spirit. And so, well, what are the fruits of the spirit? Well, you can find this in Galatians 5, 22 to 23. It says, the fruit of the spirit is love, joy, peace, forbearance. So forbearance is, it's restraint from taking action. Uh, the next fruit is kindness. Man, we could use some kind people at work, couldn't we? The next is goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. So look for opportunities to display the fruits of the spirit. Self-control is huge because stuff happens and our emotions get uh, the best of us sometimes and we're ready to lose control. But God wants us to display self-control. God wants us to display love to even the people that we work with. Peace, kindness, goodness, faithfulness. Hey, listen, guys, <laughs> that's my time. And I hope you have enjoyed this. I want you to go to work tomorrow and I want you to fire your boss, right? Not literally, but I want you to remember who's really in charge. And that's our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. So fun. Listen, I can't wait to, to do this again. I'm so thankful for all of you uh, listening to this podcast. Hey, listen, I've got a great resource for you. If you haven't picked up my new book, Automatic Defeat Temptation with an automatic biblical response, go get it. <laughs> go get it. I promise you'll, you'll be blessed. Uh, you can grab that at my website, aswinjohnson.com. You can also leave me a, a message there, too. I'd love to read it. Um, or you can grab the book on amazon.com. Uh, just type in my name, Aswin Johnson. Hey, friends, I'll see you next time as we continue to get uncomfortable for Christ. God bless you. <laughs>